You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning to Vineyard Community Church at Mount Comfort. My name is Rick Francis. I'm pastor here. It's good to have you with us today. What a wonderful, wonderful day. We have a couple prayer concerns that we want to get out to the body. Uh, Lucy Robertson, uh, that's the granddaughter of Mike and Linda. Uh, Ross and, and Sarah's daughter uh, has been in the hospital going through some testing and procedures. So let's continue to lift up Lucy in our prayer. Let's continue to pray for Fanny as Fanny's recovering from a fall and surgery. And uh, my son and daughter-in-law, Chris and Krista Francis, let's lift them up. And we discovered that Andy Combs, Bob and Ray's son, also has uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. So let's be praying for those. As well as Stevie Roth, whose husband was one of the first ones in Indiana to die from the coronavirus. And Stevie is at home uh, recovering, but she's tested positive as well. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for this time that we can come together. Our hearts are united by you, Holy Spirit. And we say in harmony with what you and Jesus are praying before the Father in heaven. We say, Lord, uh, hear the cries of the church for our brothers and sisters who are in need. For those that are fighting this coronavirus, we pray, Father, for healing grace to be released to all of them. Regardless of how severe or how mild the symptoms are, we pray, Father, that you would release healing grace to each one of your children, to each one who's infected with this virus. We pray especially for Stevie uh, and the loss of, of Doug. We pray, Father, that your hand would be upon her and that you would continue to comfort her. And Father, that you would be with Andy Combs. We pray as he's quarantined himself at home, we pray, Father, for grace and for visitation and just renewing of life and love with you. And so we pray, Father, for these that are in need. Continue to be with Fanny in the, in the mending of her, her, her body. We pray, Father, that her mobility will reach a new all-time high. And Father, that you would bless her and that you would comfort her and that your peace would rest upon her. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is a, an interesting time that we're in. It seems like every week there's new changes, uh, new developments. I uh, came across a verse in 2 Chronicles that just uh, kind of caught me uh, in, in a very wonderful way. It says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. <laughs> when you don't know what to do, lift up your eyes, look to the heaven, look to the Lord. Look to the one who is our strength, our help. So from 2 Chronicles today, I want to share a message from chapter 20, beginning at verse 4. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it 
forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. Verse 12. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. All the men of Judah and their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerul. You will not have to fight this battle. Take your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some of the Levites from the Kohathites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for this incredible Old Testament passage that has been looked at many, many times. And today, Lord, we look at it to receive all that you intended to impart to us. I pray that we'd have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Father, that we would have eyes to see what you're doing in the land and that we would have hearts to receive and hold on to you through it all. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The setting of the Old Testament passage was one of invasion. They were about to be attacked and uh, there was great fear that was taking place. The people came together to seek help from the Lord. They came from everywhere, from every town to seek him. And so they gathered and they gathered in Jerusalem. Jehoshaphat affirms in this passage of who God is to them. He says, you are the God of our fathers. You are the God who resides in heaven. You rule over all the kingdoms of all the nations. Power and might are in your hand. No one can withstand you. Now that's a pretty good declaration right there. Uh, one that goes back to understanding who God is and makes a great confession. Then he recalls the promises that the Lord has given to them. He says, you gave us this land. Remember Abraham, your friend? <laughs> you know, you know, 
that you gave it to us. And we build a temple for you where your name is. We today are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now this next part is an interesting, he's, he's quoting back to the prayer that Solomon prayed at the dedication of the temple in 2 Chronicles 6, verses 26 through 31. Let me read that for you out of the scripture. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sins of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. When famine or plague comes to the land or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, or when enemies besiege them in any of their cities, whatever disaster or disease may come, and when a prayer or a plea is made by any of your people, Israel, each one aware of his affliction and pains, spreading out his hands toward the temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, forgive, and deal with each man according to all he does, since you know his heart, for you alone know the hearts of men, so that they will fear you and walk in your ways all the time they live in the land you gave our fathers. So here King Jehoshaphat is quoting King Solomon's very words and prayer that Lord, in, in times of calamity, in times of disease and plague, we look to the place where we have built a sanctuary for your name. And we come and we stand before that place and we cry out to you. And then he presents the problem that they're facing. We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. The feelings of powerlessness, <laughs> the feelings of, of being ignorant, what do you do at a time such as this? The paralysis of fear that can just keep us like a deer in the headlights. The only thing that we know to do is to turn our eyes upon you. All the men, all the wives, all the children. Well, he went beyond that. And the little ones stood before the Lord. This morning, as, as we get to the end of the service, I'm going to invite you all to, to grab your kids, your infants, your toddlers, and stand before the Lord, and let's come and, and reenact this incredible Old Testament petition for the Lord's grace. So there they are. They're standing before the Lord. They're all there, and then God speaks. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And what's the Lord say? Listen. Listen. Oh yeah, that's always important. Listen. In the Hebrew, the word Shema, to hear, to listen, is also the word, the root word from which we get to obey. So when you hear the Lord, it is implied and understood that you're going to obey what the Lord says. So hear the word of the Lord. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. 
You don't have to figure out the coronavirus. God is giving supernatural revelation, illumination, and protection. Let's pray for those that are working on all the developments, but let's relax and know that God is sovereign. He has not lost any battle yet. (laughs) And I don't believe there's any in the future that he'll lose. He says, tomorrow, March. So it's not just one of passivity when the Lord says that the battle is his and it's not ours. We still have our marching orders. He says, in the, tomorrow, get up and march. March down against them. <laughs> he gives them a, a heads up. He, he shows them what, what their plans are. He says, they will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. I like it when you get a heads up on how the enemy is going to be coming after you. He continues, he says, you do not have to fight this battle, but take up your positions. We have to take up our positions and we have to stand, stand firm. See the deliverance the Lord will give you. This sounds awful familiar to the uh, passage of Paul in Ephesians 6 about having done all, stand. Take your stand against all the powers, principalities, all the things that the kingdom of darkness is throwing at you. Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Let your feet be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. (laughs) Take up the shield of faith that quenches all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Put on the helmet of salvation and take up the, sh- uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray using prayer in all its manifestations. And so stand. And that's the admonition that's given to the people in Second Chronicles 20. See the deliverance of the Lord will give to you. Stand, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. There's something amazing about the presence of the Lord. Without the presence of the Lord, when you're not aware that the Lord is with you, it's amazing how intimidated we can get, how manipulated we can fall, how how we just get seduced to all sorts of things. But when the presence of the Lord is with us, Emmanuel, God with us, then there is a peace, there is a sense of securing, uh, a, a securedness in our heart, that gives us the ability to go out and face the day. Mm. Then we see in this passage, the response to the word of the Lord. When the Lord speaks, we always have to respond. We can receive it, we can dismiss it. We can say, well, I'll take part of it. I'll uh, dismiss the other part. I like that part, I don't like that. No, here's the way they responded. Jehoshaphat, upon hearing this prophetic utterance from the Lord, he bows down with his face to the ground. He's humbled. He has realized that the Almighty has just spoken to him as king and as leader of the country. And all the people fell down in worship before the Lord. So they all fell down and they worshiped the Lord. Some of the Levites, they praised the Lord with a very loud voice. 
today as we close the service and as we sing the last song, I just want you to be encouraged to let it rip. Just consider yourself a Kohathite or a Korahite and just make it a loud expression, a declaration of your love and worship to the Lord. So we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. From this passage, I, I look at these six things. One, we come together to seek him, to seek the help that comes from the Lord. We can't physically be together, but we can in spirit. I used to hear a lot of times when people were invited to come to a home group or uh, some kind of meeting and, and they, they, they would say, well, we can't make it, we have another commitment, but we'll be there in spirit which being interpreted means nothing. <laughs> we're, not, we're not showing up. <laughs> but now this has got a new, a new twist on it. We'll be here together in spirit really has uh, some impact in my heart. And so I want us to come together in spirit today and to seek the Lord for the end of this virus, for the Lord to move in our land and to heal it. Let's utilize technology in all the ways it can be utilized. Let's get, get together online, FaceTime, Google Duo, Google Hangout, uh, Zoom, all the different things. Use your telephone, talk to each other. <laughs> if all else fails, use snail mail. Uh, but uh, let's, let's stay in touch. Affirm, secondly, we need to affirm who God is to you. Who is the Lord to you? There's going to be two kinds of Christians that are going to come out of this season. The ones who didn't take it seriously as a time to really press in and to know their God and those that do. With either the extra time that you have or the opportunities. I, I was texting with uh, Ashley Ferguson last night finding out how her and Eric were doing and uh, she said that they are doing well. Eric's still working, so that's good news. Glad you're working, Eric. And that she has just been watching all sorts of wonderful podcasts, all the different things that are streaming online to encourage Christians and believers. Friday night, I went to three conferences online. I was at Sean Bolt's and learned what he had to say about the coronavirus. I went to a marriage conference Hopefully, Debbie will see the fruit of that this week and uh, enjoyed just being with the xomarriage.com. It was a wonderful conference. Les and Leslie Parrott, some of my favorite people were sharing. And then I was at the Global Awakening uh, with Randy Clark, his ministry, and it was all tremendous. So there's just a plethora of opportunity to hear, but not just to hear, but time to spend with him want to encourage you to make the most, affirm who God is to you. Graham Cook often says, who is it that you need God to be for you today? Who, who does God need to be for you in this hour? Third, they recalled his promises. And I want to encourage you at home to review all the promises. If God has given you a life verse, go back to that life verse, look at it. If there's passages of scripture that are just dear to your heart, go back and repeat and look at those. If you have prophetic words that have been spoken to you, go back and review the prophetic words of the Lord 
that has been spoken over your life. It's time to get in the word. You say, but pastor, I, I don't have any Bible verses. Nobody's ever prophesied over me. Get in the word, get in the Bible, start reading. Let the Holy Spirit start highlighting passages of scripture that are individually tailored and suited to you and your need at this time in your life. Let's get into a greater connection with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Fourth, <clears throat> present your problem to the Lord. Don't get super spiritual and pretend like you don't have any problems. If you have a problem, get honest, get absolutely uh, transparent with the Lord. He already knows everything anyway, so why not articulate it? It's sometimes that's important for you to hear your own voice identify what your problem, what it is that you're facing, what the country is facing, what the world is facing, but also what you personally are, are facing. If you need protection, if you need healing, if your job is, is suffering, and uh, the services rendered are not what they used to be, and the cells have gone down, let us know. Use the, the friends and family at VCC Facebook page and let us know so that we can be praying and standing with you. If you need emotional health, call out for help. I'm doing a lot of counseling on Skype, on FaceTime. We have people that are here to talk with you. Call in, let us know. Give us your information, we'll be happy to Skype with you. If you need your spiritual health, if there's, if there's a time in which you realize that the Holy Spirit is drawing you back into a full right connection with the Lord, let us know, we'll be happy to pray with you and help guide you through that. Then fifth, God speaks. Listen for God to speak again. <clears throat> what is he gonna say to you? When the Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet, the first thing was to listen. Listen to the word of the Lord. Listen to what God is saying to you at this time. Listen <clears throat> to his, his word of peace, shalom, as he comes to you and he greets you. I heard this week an interesting definition of the shalom. It says, shalom, peace, breaks the authority established by chaos. The peace of God breaks the authority established by chaos, by chaos and fear. We need to be speaking peace and receiving the peace of the Lord. And then we need to respond. In all of this, it's like, Lord, we're humbled. We're humbled. You're so good to us. You speak to us. You hear us when we cry. We're humbled at your wonderful, wonderful response to us. And the only thing we can do is praise you, worship you and praise you in this hour. So as the worship team comes and as we prepare to uh, sing and worship, some of you are gonna be like the Korahathites. Let's be loud in our expression. Feel free to grab the children, the children, the toddlers, the infants, and stand before the Lord as we worship and as we pray. If you can, grab something. We'll have communion at the end of our time together, something to represent the body of the Lord and something to represent his blood. Have that ready, and we'll be ready to take Holy Communion after this song. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. 
To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.